Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for two Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Silver and Opals. Um, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm. Send Luna a cheering charm. Send Luna a cheering charm. She's, she's stuck really, in the crate and she's feeling away about she's really it. really sad. Um, <laughs> we also have Wizard Team merch. So head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Um, and if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. Also subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Withered Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org to find all of these cool things. So, and now, for Wizard Team News. Way to be on cue, Luna. Um, It has been 20 years since the Chamber of Secrets. We're old, y'all. We've been in this game for a minute. Yeah, so it's been 20 years. The house editions for Chamber of Secrets are out in Britain, though. Yeah. They're not out here. We don't even have the house editions out we here. Don't. For... No, they decided to make the, they don't, didn't Scholastic have it? They have this, the other. They had the new covers cover. or some nonsense. But the house covers are better. So. Right. So we'll be flying back to Europe for some excuse. We'll find one so we can pick up Chamber of Secrets or, you know, we'll just buy it online. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to catch all of them. Yeah. Um, also, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child will be in San Francisco in the fall of 2019. If you're interested so in that kind of thing. if you're in the Bay or on the West Coast, your time has come. Go do that. If you would like to. If you are so inclined. I mean, I would personally say... I would recommend If you haven't... That, if you haven't done it. Done right. it. Go do it. Especially if you've read the book and it's left you... It, it left you wanting... Um, it's not going to make you feel any better, really, uh, about the story, but at least you'll get all the visuals and the magic, and it'll be awesome. Whew, okay. <laughs> Wizard Team is going to be at LeakyCon 2018. I was way more excited about this until um, before Rebecca put, like, the, the, the temperature in the slack, and now I'm feeling a little bit more trepidatious, but <laughs> I've been told that there is air conditioning at the convention center. So come check us out in Dallas talking Potter things with our Potter friends from August 10th through 12th. And we might maybe do a meetup or something, but wherever, whatever happens, it will have to happen in air conditioning. Follow at LeakyCon on Twitter and Leaky and go to LeakyCon.com for info on special guests and more. We're one of those special guests. We are one of those special guests. Look at us. Um, except you guys can't see that because it's a podcast. It's a podcast. The um, I can see it. Speaking of Patroni, we have a new Patronus. Hey! Um, so, shout out to Sarah. Thank you very much for becoming a Patronus. You're awesome. And we appreciate you. You're the best. Um, and now we have a plethora. Of magical birthdays! So, Friday. It's Friday. We have um, Sibling Day. Actually... Um, according to me, when I trolled Aminata a couple days ago, it is national or international nap day. 
also known as Aminata and Brandon's birthday. So shout out to them this Friday. We're going to be in Vegas watching basketball and they're going to be in the Bay doing something six-year-old-ish. Yeah, I don't really know completely. (laughs) I have to go to work, but Friday, that also means though, Friday, two days from now, is the day that Aminata will have her own copy of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So that is really important. To you. To Wizard Team News. It is important to Wizard Team News, but it's also more important to Bayana than it even is yeah. To Aminata. So basically, Bayana um, bought herself a birthday gift. No, not quite. She's excited about it. I have I'm worked, sure she The is. point is that I've worked her up to it. I've spent six years <laughs> working her up to the point where that she would be excited to read Harry Potter. So I did my job. We did our job because we were there. Yes. I'm just saying, I'm very excited. But she's also excited. But she also did say that she was an evil witch the other day. So. Yeah, but she likes violent thing. I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of strange. She does. Violent and gross things. That's but our girl. That's just, that's our that's girl. her thing. I'm just, but basically six months or six years of work is all coming to fruition this Friday. So stay tuned for updates. We also have Kashana's birthday on Saturday. So happy birthday. And then hey. on Monday is someone else's birthday. You may know her. Maybe not. I, I don't really like her. That one time. Happy birthday, Robin! Woo! All right, so let's let's get into the chapter. I think that was our last yeah thing. So chapter twelve, silver and opals. Um, but first, and also it's funny because I like for some reason felt like this chapter happened much later in the book, but like this book is not. I mean, it's longer than Prisoner of Azkaban, but it's shorter than. Uh, Goblin Fire, Order of the Phoenix, yeah. So, like, it, so it just feels like it's happening fast. Yeah. Previously on Wizard Team, there's lots of homework. So that's a thing. Um, Harry had a glow up, and Ron is tall. <laughs> um, and Ron happened? is tall. What else happened? Sam Shunkpike got arrested and is in Azkaban for um, alleged Death Eater activity. And assumed Death Eater activity. And Harry don't believe it. And Harry doesn't believe it. He stands, he stands um, a, a Nazi. Now Harry wants Remus to uh, write him after, you know, two, three years where they could have done that or he could have thought of it. Also, Owls work both ways. Um, and then Gryffindor Quidditch tryouts happen. They're kind of a mess, but Harry gets his team together. Hagrid is salty because don't nobody want to be in his class, but also... I don't know why I want to be in his class and he needs to get over it. Um, and but then also he's really sad because Aragog is um, is dying, and so he's also just really stressed about that, which makes sense um, to everyone except for Ron, which also makes, makes sense. Um, <laughs> and then um, that's pretty much it, I think. Oh, um, Arthur raided the Malfoy's house again uh, on. From Harry's tip off, but they didn't find anything. And because yeah. Harry is tripping, basically, he's not wrong, but he's not right. And he's like, not wrong, but he don't got no proof. He don't got no evidence. This is not murder. She wrote where you can just be accusing folks with the flimsiest of evidence, and they're like, "You got me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. He thinks it's Scooby Doo. 
But that's because that's that's their fault though, because it worked um, that one time. That one time. So, chapter twelve, <laughs> silver and opals. Um, where was Dumbledore and what was he doing? Um, Dumbledore basically is like out. He hasn't been at the school. I got. He got things. He's he has things to do. Um, and he hasn't been around in a while. And Harry's like, did he forget the lessons he was supposed to be teaching me? He starts to feel slightly abandoned, which like. Is not what's happening, but I get how he could jump to that conclusion given what happened last year. So, like, it makes sense that he's like, "Did he forget me? Is he just leaving me on my own?" I thought we were, thought we were cool. Thought we had something. Thought we were past that. Cool, like, not telling me things. Exactly. He he told me everything. Exactly. And so he's, you know, he's just like stressed about that and doesn't quite trust Dumbledore at this point, which is fair. Um, it's halfway through October. We skip so much time in this. We never talk about how it just all of a sudden is like two what and is, a half months into school. <laughs> what is time? Relative. Wibbly wobbly. Yeah. Stuff. Um so they have their first trip of the term to Hogsmeade. Um Harry had wondered whether the trips would be allowed given the increasingly tight security measures around the school, but they're you know, they're gonna happen. Um so when Harry woke the the morning of the trip. He spent his time before breakfast reading his copy of Advanced Potion Making. Um, the, and while Ron was making, Ron made fun of him for doing it because he's like, no one reads textbooks except for Hermione. Um, but Harry felt that the Half-Blood Prince's copy of Advanced Potion Making hardly qualified as a textbook. Um, there were not only handy hints and shortcuts on potions, but imaginative little jinxes and hexes scribbled in the margins. Luna, go. Come on. Come on, Cletus. <laughs> um, so yeah, jinxes and hexes that Harry was sure that the prince had invented himself. Harry had already attempted a few of the prince's self-invented spells because it makes so much sense to try out spells you don't know what they do. It makes so much sense. Um, didn't Remus, or maybe it was Sirius, in Prisoner of Azkaban, probably, say something about how Snape had, like, learned or created more hexes? Did we already get to that part, or is that a movie thing? Um, no, I think that was Prisoner of Azkaban. It was like a, he was up to his eyes in the dark arch or something, but I don't know if it was specifically, like, I, yeah, I don't know if it was specifically that he had taught himself or like came up with it. Yeah. And also like what is that? How do you do that? How does one make up a make a spell? You have to know Latin. And that's it? I don't know. I just said that. You have to be magical and know Latin. Yeah. Yeah. But also like it just doesn't it does not I it just doesn't make sense. Like to be sitting there like Oh, look. These little jinxes and hexes. They're so cute. Let me try them out. Seriously. I don't know what they do. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, Amani in the chat says, you just trying out homemade spells. This is where you need controls. Delia says, this fool knows their jinxes and hexes. So it's like jinxes and hexes, but a fun surprise grab bag. <laughs> this nonsense is so irresponsible. Um, and then Portia says, didn't Harry overhear Arthur telling Jenny not to listen to things when you can't see from whence their logic springs? Portia intellectual. Um, but these That's are all... Line. I know. 
But these are like all the, the that's like the point. It's like he's learned this lesson so many times. But has he but, ha- but somehow he is not. I don't know why. Being bullied by a six-month-old puppy. Can you do me a favor? Can you hand me that boy thing? Because she can chew on something other than me. Can you do me a favor? Can you chill the fuck out? Chill out. You got what you wanted. You're out of the crate. Now go to bed. Go to sleep. Um. Open for a surprise. <laughs> the half-blood print says Amani who is a problem. And we have like typographic evidence to show. How? Oh. <laughs> hate my life. I'm good. <laughs> um, so there had been a, a hex that caused toenails to grow alarmingly fast, which he had tried on crab, a jinx that glued the tongue to the roof of the mouth, which he had twice used to filch, um, who was not doing, it was unsuspecting. Like, it wasn't doing anything. Also, so just can seems... we just talk about the fact that, like, the Weasley twins, who everyone talks about as being, like, pranksters and whatever, tried those things out on themselves First. first. He's like, oh. But also, you don't just, like, attack adults in the school. Like, he was, yeah. was Phillips doing anything for you to do that? Harry's godfather died, and who gives no fuck? Um, but Voldemort then, is back. There is one that's pretty useful called Muffliato, um, which fills the ears of anyone nearby with an unidentifiable buzzing so that lengthy conversations can be held in class without being overheard. Um, the only person who did not find these charms amusing was Hermione who maintained a rigidly disapproving expression throughout uh, throughout, and refused to talk at all if Harry had used the Muffliato spell um, on anyone in the vicinity. Um, Excuse me. I have to just go back to the chat because Delia says, we know Filch is a squib and we're jinxing him. That's racist. One, that's not how race works, Delia. <laughs> um, but I get your point and you're mostly correct. Um, that's muggleist. That's that's squibbist. Squibism. I don't know. I, or whatever. Magicism. Something. It's something, but it's not racism. We'll figure out what it is. Well, it's, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess you could say that magical, that. Ma- magical ability is a racist. My brain hurts. Race is a social construct, so, you know. It's all a social this is an urban fantasy. Yes. It is not, London is not fictional. No, but. Are they? That's why I kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Ami asked me if the doctor was real a couple of days ago, and I wanted to say yes, but then. She was also, while asking that, was asking if, like, the monsters were real. And I was like, I don't want to scare her. So it was really hard for me. Because <laughs> I was like, I want to say yes. But then she's going to be afraid that there are going to be Daleks running around bursting into a room. Fuck a Dalek. I'm scared of the angels, man. She hasn't seen one. Oh, right. Um, oh, my God. Aminata is the target audience for scary for the Daleks being scary. That's maybe, who they scare. Six maybe girls. I will show her this. They're not scary. Um, okay, so um, Harry finds a new spell 
called Levicorpus. It's a nonverbal spell. Um, Harry does not know. He doesn't know what the spell is going to do. Which so is, can we bring up? I feel like I we should. Okay. <laughs> so we're in, you know, we're on the mischief management LeakyCon staff and programming staff, and we were talking about this spell our last meeting, I think. Yeah. Um, and one of our friends, fellow staff members, I think it was Sierra, was like, Harry doesn't even know Latin. What does Levy Corpus do? It levies your fucking corpus. <laughs> because it literally translates to lift body in Latin. Levy. It's because we were talking about like, corpus. Do, why do they not learn? And I feel like she got that from something. But, um, like, is the question of, like, why don't they learn Latin? <laughs> yeah. When that's what they're using to, like, do, and maybe it's so that they can't make spells. Maybe. Maybe that's a higher level class. Maybe. But, like, why don't no. they learn Latin? That's a question. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, so Harry was still having trouble with nonverbal spells, which was something Snape had been quick to comment on in every Defense Against the Dark Arts, Dark Arts class. On the other hand, the prince had proved a much more effective teacher than Snape so far, which is ironic. But we've talked about that. Um, so Harry pointed his wand at nothing in particular and gave it an upward flick and said, Love a corpus in his head. Um, Ron lets out a yell um, and... He's dangling upside down in midair as though an invisible hook has hoisted him up by the ankle. Like you, you can't trying just... out spells on your best friend, bro. But, but he wasn't. He didn't. He didn't even know. Yeah, like he wasn't pointing it at anything. He said not at anything in particular. But like also, you just don't try spells. Like you just if you don't know what they that's, that's go the to point the of, room like, of requirement, spells, like and try it on a. Whatever those things were, those dummy things, which I don't know if that would work because they're not corpus eye. Corpus eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. It just seems like a bad idea. Um, this whole thing is a bad idea. This whole chapter is a bad and it's, idea. And the thing is, is like it's bad. It's hard to like. It's frustrating to read this knowing that Second Sembra comes after it because it's like he didn't. Like he didn't learn his lesson when he hoisted his best friend up from his petard by like (laughs) just hoisting him up in the air, and then doesn't think, hey, maybe I shouldn't just like do these things. Remember when we were at the we were in the DA, and I was like, hey, we're not gonna practice on each other because we're not crazy. We're gonna get little dummies to practice on. Mm I don't remember that because I just decided. to Well, just they did practice on each other sometimes, spells. except after they, were they got spells to a certain. They, well, no, but it was also they were spells that they that they Harry knew. knew what they were and what they yeah. did. He explained to them what they did. It wasn't just like let's do like I just I don't know I don't know. I'm yes, I said hoisted by his own petard. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite phrases. Oh my! Goodness. I don't say it nearly enough. You're welcome. I don't know. I don't have a lot of words, but it is what it is. Okay, so Dean and Seamus are roaring with laughter. Neville picks himself off the floor, having fallen off of his bed. Um, 
And so then Harry like searches through his um like search through the book to find the counter jinx. Um he thinks Libera Corpus and then with all his might, which sweet summer child. Um and then Ron falls into a heap on his mattress. Sorry, said Harry weakly. Tomorrow, said Ron, I'd rather you set the alarm clock. By the time they got to the um to the Great Hall, Ron's shock had subsided and he thought that the spell was highly amusing. Um and so he told Hermione about it and Hermione did, was like, This is not funny. about this other than uh did you get that from that book <laughs> and then um and, says, and why would you try that says, without exactly. knowing what what you were doing exactly so you just decided to try out an unknown handwritten incantation and see what would happen what does it matter if it's handwritten said harry which is not the Oof. point um but it's also kind of the point it is just says it's not ministry of magic approved you don't um, know who this person is and because I'm the uh, prince character seems a bit dodgy, which is like she's always right, even though she's like hating. And we're on year six. And that's the thing; it's like Damn. even when she's hating, right? Like she, part of like her being upset about the prince is not purely um, like it's part of it is hate. Part of it is hate. Like she's not; it's not just because you know this is what she thinks is right. She just don't want to let Harry like, be great it, in potions. Like, it's partly she's mad that Harry's better at her than potions in potions. But it's also the fact that, like, but she's also not wrong. You know, I feel like a lot of times when people are, like, not, um, like, when people are mad at you and they'll, like, come up for reasons why they think something, why they're hating, but they don't make sense. In this case, she's like, I thought this through. And these are all the reasons why. And one of the 18 reasons is invalid, but the other Mm -hmm. 18, or the 17 other 17. Yeah. Math is hard. Those are valid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Delia says that Hermione is sometimes a hater, but she never lets it cloud her judgment. True. Which is very true. True. And it's also like she would act the, that same way even if she would. Like the same with the, what's it called? The broomstick um, with the firebolt when Sirius got it for her. Like she mm-hmm. was low-key hating, but also she was not wrong. And like, even if she wasn't hating, she probably would have still done the same thing. Like she's very much the same way regardless she doesn't really switch up yeah um, um Portia shady Portia says that harry is not interested in books unless someone gets hurt which i don't know about that i wouldn't go that far but he sure is not interested in like i we don't see him scouring his charms book to see if there's something cool right. <laughs> like which he could or very easily do the dark arts he could, right yeah yeah the whole and, like, see, library. Like, it, it, yeah, there's an entire mm-hmm. <laughs> of books that I'm sure could give him a Levy Corpus like spell. <laughs> but he's like, oh, this one is handwritten. Let's try it. Yeah. Let's go for it. That is true. Um, it was a laugh, said Ron. Dangling people upside by the upside down by the ankle? Who puts their time and energy into making up spells like that? Fred and George, said Ron. It's kind of their thing. And uh <laughs> my dad, said Harry. He had only just remembered. My dad used a spell I Lupin told me. Um, and he lies about that because, of course, he has still not told Hermione and Ron about that time he stuck his face into a man's neck. And wondered what, what could possibly go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe your dad did use it, Harry, said Hermione, but he's not the only one. We've seen a bunch of people use it, in case you've forgotten, dangling people in the air, making them float along, sleep, helpless. Um, Harry remembers the behavior of the Death Eaters at the Quidditch World Cup. Um, 
That was different to Ron. They were abusing it. Harry and his his dad were just having a laugh, which is like not how that works. And like, but also very slippery slope. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Because like, yes, those Nazis were just having a laugh too, though. That's what I like. The they literally were Were. laughing. Like they had the muggles in the air, and they were laughing. And so it's like the context obviously is different, and like the level of maliciousness and like all that kind of stuff and intent behind it is important, but also. Like, Harry would use that on Malfoy with Melissa's parents. James used that on Snape with Melissa's parents. It wasn't necessarily, like, a It was a laugh for James. It. Was it a laugh for Snape? Right. No. No. And the only reason it was a laugh for Ron is because Harry did it. And he calmed down. And he calmed down after. Like, it, it's just not, yeah. Um, and then... Harry, uh, Ron says, you just don't like the Prince Hermione because he's better at you than potions. It's got nothing to do with that, said Hermione, even though it does have a little bit to do with that. Um, I just think it's very irresponsible to start performing spells when you don't even know what they're for. Which is true. true. Um, and she says, stop talking about the Prince as if that's his title. I bet, it's, I bet it's a stupid nickname. It doesn't seem as though he was a very nice person to me, which, again, all facts. And it was so a self-made facts. nickname, which it's is so- just, like, pathetic. It is. No one called him He calls himself that in his own head. He's not even like Voldemort who had the nerve to like force other people to call him by his nickname. True. Listen, his mama named him Severus. I'm going to call him Severus. Um, if he'd been a budding Death Eater, he wouldn't have been boasting about being half-blood, would he, said Harry. And just call Harry Jon Snow. That's all I have to say. You know Um, nothing. So... Even as he said it, he remembered that his father was a pure blood, but he pushed that thought out of his mind. So he just he's hoping that his dad is the half blood prince for some reason. But I don't think. I mean, James is pretty arrogant, but there's like a level where you give yourself a nickname that a half blood. Or like it feels like um, it feels like a, like I mean, who knows how old Snape was when he made that name? Also, because it's a very childish thing to do to make give yourself some. It's like a superhero name, you know what I mean? Like. It's one of those things you do when you're, like, a kid and then it doesn't stick. But, like, I wonder if, like, when he got that book. Although, I guess, technically, it is six years. But, just kidding. I tried. Um, (laughs) I love that spiral. That was great. I I tried. I did my best. Um, the, the The Death Eaters can't all be pure blood. There aren't enough pure blood wizards left, said Hermione. I expect most of them are half-bloods pretending to be pure. It's only Muggleborns they hate. They'd be quite happy to let you and Ron join up. There's no way they let me be a Death Eater, said Ron. My whole family are, bl- are blood traitors. That's as bad as Muggleborns to the Death Eaters. And they'd love to have me, said Harry. We'd be best pals if they didn't keep trying to do me in. And I'm not gonna lie, like, this is one of my <laughs> Like, Harry is tripping, but his, like, comebacks are very, like, good, and they make me very happy. And um, it's one of my favorite lines. Like, I remember reading that the first time and laughing and reading it over and over again. I missed it because I was, I was getting 50 hot points from Dumbledore for breaking the curse vaults, even though I'm not supposed to be breaking the curse vaults. And then he let me know that we'll talk at the end of my third year, which is oddly specific. Well, Harry said that Although you reminded me that I have a um, 
Um, so then, really, I need to get to the, I need yeah, like I'm five more to... things so I can get the 15 more gems. And then I got See, the, the pants. 10 more. And then and I'm, I need to get, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, why is this game? Very frustrating. But it's entertaining. Um, so Jenny shows up um, and gives Harry um, a note. And it's from Dumbledore about his next lesson. So now Harry's like, Dumbledore loves me again. Um, it's on Monday evening. And then he asks Jenny if she wants to join them in Hogsmeade. Also, can we just talk about the way that you said that made me think, like, Harry has a very, like, abusive boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, oh. relationship with Dumbledore. Sorry. Like, I just meant, like, he ignores me. He don't love me. He got me a no. He loved me again. <laughs> Why did that <I> do? <laughs> um, Why he don't want me, man? Okay, stop. <laughs> stop, stop. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going with Dean said Jimmy might see you later um, so then they get past Filch who is jamming secrecy sensors around on everyone um, they get to Hogsmeade and see that Zonko's was boarded up um, but Honeydukes was open so they went in there and they run into Slughorn again Harry that's three of my little suppers you've missed now Miss Granger loves them don't you Yes, said Hermione. They're really... So why don't you come along, Harry? Well, I've had Quidditch practice, Professor, said Harry, um, who had been scheduling practices every time Slughorn had sent him a little violet ribbon adorned invitation. Um, Which I get. Like, if you don't want to do something, like... But also, Dumbledore asked you to do this thing. No, he didn't. Uh, Not yet. Nope, not at all. Not yet. That's just the movie. Do you want me to let them collect me? How you... Um, He bit me. He did. Not on purpose, but he did it. Um, But, but yeah, no, so, like, I, like, there's, yeah, really, Harry, he doesn't want to do it, and I feel like, you know. Valid. It makes sense. As an introvert, I understand that. Um, But then, but, so, like, I get that on, like, a surface level, but then it says that this strategy meant that Ron was not left out they usually had a laugh with Ginny, imagining Hermione shut up with McWagon and Zabine. So it's like, not, that's not a good reason to do that, I feel like. Because that, that's leaving Hermione, like throwing Le- Hermione money under the bus, yeah. And like choosing Ron over her. And that just seems, just to like coddle Ron's feelings, seems like. What they've been doing gross. for the past six years? True. It's true. Seems on brand. Yeah. Because um, like I under, like on the, you know what I'm saying, like again, like from introvert side i'm like yeah if you don't want to go to slughorn's gross parties don't go to his gross parties like i wouldn't mm-hmm. want to force anybody to do that but then don't like laugh at hermione for having to go or not having an excuse not to go and leaving her on her own um that just seems like a problem um and then slughorn says how about monday night you can't possibly want to practice in this weather i can't professor i've got an appointment with professor dumbledore that evening which is clutch shout out to dumbledore um, unlucky again, said Slughorn. Ah, well, you can't evade me forever, Harry. Um, and then he leaves, taking as little notice of Ron as though he had been a display of cockroach clusters, which is fucking everybody's trash. Um, I can't believe you wriggled out of another one. They're not that bad, you know. They're even quite fun sometimes. Um, and then Hermione changes the subject because Ron starts to look upset or whatever. He's got feelings that we all have to coddle. Mm-hmm. And pay attention to. Yep. 
Um, so then they go into the three broomsticks. Three, three broomsticks. I like the three broomsticks. I don't even know what happened stacks, with my stacks. mouse. That was weird. Um, so they see two men a little ahead of them. <laughs> oh, sorry. Amani said Slugcorn is the creepy ass where my hug at, dude. You never want to meet on the oh, street. Yuck. Which is so true. But like, why? Yeah. Some dude, when I was walking, Luna said, smile, don't fix your face like that. Don't fix your pretty face like that. And I was like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even, usually I just like, don't say anything, keep walking. But I was like, so caught off guard. Because like, he was saying something and so I took my headphone right. off. And then he said it again. Like, why are you being such an old dude? Ew. It's all like, <laughs> it's all like good mustard. It's gross. Ooh, you cute. Um, so, okay, so yeah, so they see two men ahead, a little ahead of them standing just outside the three broomsticks. Um, one was very tall and thin, and he was uh, the barman. It was Aberforth. I don't need to like read what it says. In the Doesn't book. he look just like Dumbledore? Except he's but like, dresses as a barman? I don't know. But like Harry doesn't and he like clock it? He dirtier? So maybe when he gets a bath and they clock it? The, the or maybe they are so blinded by like the barman dress and stuff that they don't see his eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Maybe it's like more like Harry Potter and your eyes. You have your mother's eyes. Which is, That's like, no one's ever said anything about my eyes that way. Like, yeah, I don't find eyes. Racist. Did I have my mother's eyes? No, I feel like people, the re- I'm, it's not actually racist. But the reason they say it is because Harry has green eyes and his mom has green eyes. So everybody, everybody got brown eyes, so they don't think that. Although, like, you could also But isn't it, like, the shape at, of his eyes or something? It's, like, both. But I also think it depends. Like, I know, like, I've talked to, and honestly, I can't remember what it is. I either have the top half of my face is my mom and the bottom is my dad or the opposite. I don't remember. Let me see. Um, Can I? Oh. <laughs> top is mom and bottom is dad. Okay, cool. The cheek. Boom. That's actually true. He does have the cheek. Um, so, so I get that. Like you, like you can sometimes pick out what people have. Mm-hmm. But I think with Harry and Lily, part of it is that like one, like Lily's Death, but I think also because I think his, her eyes are described as like startling, so they like really notice them. Do you know who has startling but, eyes? And then we have to get back on track. Sean Hayes from Will and Grace, who plays Jack. When I saw him, his eyes are that like shocking blue mm. that is like, oh, I've seen that before. Oh, oh, why are you like this? Such <laughs> a jerk. Leave her alone. She is determined. <laughs> I'm not Aminata. I just want to let you know. You have the same face. Maybe that's why she's confused. You're like a bigger Aminata. It's possible. He's like, how'd you grow so fast, Sam? <laughs> Sometimes you're both there at the same time. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Aberforth. Um, and then they draw closer and they see him walking away or he draws his cloak more tightly around his neck, walks away, leaving the shorter man to fumble with something in his arms. Um, so the shorter man, so this is when Aberforth is, the shorter man is Mundungus. Oh man. Um, but he's still around. Aha moment. This is the moment where Aberforth gets the mirror. That then comes into play in the next scene. So there's that. I have to take a nap. Sorry. It's sad, but also we did it. Plot. 
Um, oh, hello, Harry, said Mundungus. Well, don't let me keep you. Are you selling this stuff? Said Harry. So Harry's like coming up like, oh, hey, Mundungus, what's good? Um, and then he realizes that Mundungus- All this stuff belongs to him. Not belongs to him, belongs to Sirius. Which belongs to him. Which belongs to him, but he doesn't remember that it belongs to him in that moment. He's mostly doing that because it's Sirius. Um, and he said, what did you do? Go back the night he died and strip the place? Um, I, no, give it to me. So he like has- uh, Mundungus pinned up against the wall, and his As wand Hermione's like, "Motherfucker, what the hell?" And Hermione's like, "No, you you mustn't." Um, Why not? But then Mundungus throws Harry off and disapparates. Um, Harry, which is he's so good at. That's what Mundungus do. It is. He runs away. Disapparate mostly. It's true. Um, he nicked Sirius' stuff. <laughs> nicked it. Um, so Tonk, so Tonk shows up, and Harry's like shouting at the air and talks is like there's no point in that because Mundungus is no longer here. I tried to stop her. Um sorry guys. I'm so sorry but she's quiet. Um so Mundungus um so yes Tonks is like Mundungus is already gone so there's really nothing we can do um and, and harry's like he nicked sirius's stuff yes but still said tonks um you should get out of the cold and she watched him go through the door of the three broomsticks and then left um can't the order control mundungus said harry can't they at least stop him stealing everything that's not fixed down while he's at headquarters um harry i'd be annoyed too said hermione i know it's your things he's stealing yeah, it's my stuff," said Harry. Like he hadn't, he'd forgotten. He'd that. forgotten that. He was just like, "Yeah, it is my stuff." <laughs> um, I'm going to tell Dumbledore what's going on. He's the only one who scares Mundungus. Good idea," said Hermione. Ron, what are you staring at? Nothing. Um, he was trying to catch the eye of the curvy and attractive barmaid, Madame Rosmerta, for whom he'd long nursed a soft spot. Which I mean, I guess he's he's. It's not like she is returning the thing, so like, fine. So, it it happened. Why you want what? It, what do people say? Why you want a burger when you got roast beef right in front of you, or something like something gross like that? I've never heard that before. But okay. It's something like that. I'll take your it's like the opposite of like why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free, which is gross as it well. Is, yeah. And then it's like why I want like ground chuck when I got a filet mignon. Oh my! It's still gross. I think it's because I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I mean, um, obviously, I don't eat steak, so I, know, I don't I'm know just, the the I'm fullness joking. of it, but I know that's not. That is a thing that people say. I believe you. I, there, yeah. It's not, not gross, but it I believe it that people say that. Yes. Um, people say um, So, Harry was thinking about Sirius had hated those silver goblets anyway. <laughs> um, they, they sit there. There's really nothing for them to do. And they're like, shall we call it a day and go back to the school? The trip had not been fun um, because the weather was bad and Donko's was closed and Mundungus. Everything is closed Everything because is Voldemort is back just ruining people's weekends. Exactly. Can't even go to Hogsmeade without terrible things happening. Um, speaking of terrible things, they follow Katie Bell and a friend out of the pub um, and back up the high street. Harry's thoughts stray to Ginny. Um, Harry thought that, or they had not met up with her, undoubtedly thought Harry. It was because she and Dean were cozily closeted in Madame Puddifoot's um, tea shop, that haunt of happy couples. Scowling, he bowed his head against the swirling sleet and trudged on. 
Well, start. I will say that, like, at this point, it starts to like pick. It starts to become a little clearer that like Harry has feelings for Jenny. Um, I'm still thinking about like my first time reading it. I didn't get it, and I did not pick it up. Like I that. picked up, like he was having a bad memory of his date with Cho. Same. No, I and that's, and that's that's I think that's the problem is that like I didn't get it. I think that that's the problem is that in the moments where I think she is kind of hinting at it, it it's very easy to associate him being upset or like annoyed with some other thing that already happened or whatever. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. not necessarily because like even the thing him smelling something at the borough, it could be like oh that's just because the borough was his home and like he's thinking about Madame Puttyfoot, so of course he's a little salty because. That, that was, date was a horrible. terrible date. So like, so it's it's just like because it's in it's connected to other memories, it makes it hard to pull out unless you're reading it another time. Um, and so yeah, so I just think that that's kind of part of the reason why I didn't catch it. But that's also on around. her because like no, it's totally on her. <laughs> like I think that having these moments, but then also having moments where it's not because even like the part where he asked Jenny to come with them. In, like, the actual text associates it with him being happy that Dumbledore got back to him. Yeah. So it's less about, like, oh, I'm happy about, um, like, oh, I'm I gonna just shoot my ask shot. Jenny. Yeah. Or even just, like, ask Jenny before she gives you this. You know what I mean? Like, there are just different ways to do it where it kind of makes sense. But I think it's just, like, in the places where it gets couched, it's easy to miss um, when you're reading it the first time. Or around. even, like, something, like, with a spark of, like, confidence from you know getting his confidence back he decides to ask jenny you right. know what i mean to make it like more like not hey we're going to we're going to hogsmeade you should come through right which is like duh because they're cool with jenny right exactly um so yeah delia said um that she was a harmony shipper back in the day um she wasn't delusional. She thought JK was setting up the romance from book one, but as it went on, it was so poorly executed. Um, she said, I guess it solidified the ship. So she thinks that's why a lot of people ship Harry with other people. The provided ship is just so poorly done. Like, I, and, I, and I get that, because it gives Harry, there's so much space for Harry to like, for you to ship Harry with other people because you're not really thinking about Jenny. Because she's not thinking because about Jenny. Because she's not thinking about Jenny until like she needs her to be thinking about Jenny, I guess. Um, so... It was a little while before Harry beca- uh, became aware that the voices of Katie Bell and her friend had become shriller and louder. The two girls were having an argument about something Katie was holding in her hand. It's nothing to do with you, Leanne, Harry heard Katie say. Um, Harry raised a glove to wipe his hand, or wipe his uh, glasses, sorry. Um, and Leanne made to grab a hold of the package Katie was holding. Katie tugged it and the package fell to the ground. At once, Katie rose into the air. Um, not as Ron had done, but gracefully, her arms outstretched as though she were about to fly, And but something was wrong. Her hair was whipping around her face um, by the fierce wind, Her, but her eyes were closed and her face was empty of expression. Then six feet above the ground, Katie let out a terrible scream. Leanne started to scream too and seized Katie's ankles. Harry, Ron, and Hermione rushed forward to help, um, and then Katie fell on top of them. Harry and Ron managed to catch her, but she was writhing so much they could hardly hold her. Um, Harry runs to get for help. To get help, um, he runs into Hagrid and tells Hagrid that somebody's been cursed, and so they run back. Um, it took no time to find the little group of people around uh, Katie. Ron, Hermione, and Leanne were all trying to quiet her. Get back, let me see her, said Hagrid. So shout out to Hagrid. Like, so he when he first sees Harry, obviously he's like, oh, hey, Harry, what's good? Yeah. Um, but then when he finds out that like something's wrong, he 
springs into action and stuff. And he's a professor. He is a professor. And I think that like Hagrid in Hagrid is good in those serious moments. There, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he didn't dawdle. He's like, what happened? Where like, and I and I appreciate that about him. I feel like we last chapter he was acting like a child. So there's that. Um, <laughs> both of those things can be true. Can be true, right? Like I think that there are moments where Hagrid you gotta is, call like, him out for both both yeah, and exactly. Um, so shout out to Hagrid. Um, and then Portia says, "Think of how strangely Katie had to be acting for a friend to be upset so quickly." Um, Malfoy is so irresponsible because spoiler heavy podcast. It's Malfoy who mm-hmm. did these things to Katie and Imperius Crystal, right? Imperius. So, so what happened bad... is he Imperius Madame Rosmerta, mm. and then either Madame was wrote, wrote, Madame Rosmerta Imperius her, or he did Katie as well. It's, I can't remember, um, but like indirectly or directly, he basically did it, um, and then had them him get, get the necklace. Yeah, um, which also is just like such a bad plan. So it is, but parts. but that's the thing is like so. Horse saying Malfoy is irresponsible. Like that's like the point is that he. So we find out, you know, in a few, well, be a while in a few chapters that like Draco's just desperate. So that's why he does it. He doesn't do it because it was his original plan. He just does it because he doesn't think the plan that he has is going to work, or it doesn't look like it's working. So he's like, okay, Plan B, and Plan B is, is trash. Um. So, yeah. So, but then also, it's like you can tell because there's like collateral damage, but it's just messier. Yeah. Um. Another thing to think about too is that, um, Katie. Sorry. Um. In the movie, is it in the movie or did they cut it? I don't know. When we were at the studio tour, they have the the bust. I think that is in the movie. I've seen this movie once. (laughs) <laughs> um, but it's really well done. The like floating up in oh, the air mm-hmm. yeah, and like yeah, everything, because yeah. like when we see her body, um, at the studio tour, there's like a little mini Katie oh, Bell. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I know and it, that's that's weird. We I yeah. think we talked about it in our bonus episode. Um, we go to London or whatever. Um, the they had all these like life size models. models. Yeah. But it wasn't like all life size. Like some were like three quarter size, and some <laughs> yeah. were like mini, and some were like half size, and it was really creepy because. But they were really real, like they were unkept, uncanny yeah. valley. Like you just walked by, and the um, the floating like when um Hermione and Ron are in the Triwizard Tournament, um, mm-hmm. and they're floating in the lake. Like those models were there, yeah, and they're like not to scale. Yeah, like there's like a little, there's a small Dumbledore. Yeah, I can't remember from what specifically. So many headless nicks. Yeah, just heads actually. So many heads of headless (laughs) nick. Nearly headless nick. It was very. It's like it was creepy, but like cool. And then of course they have like they have like the basilisk and they have the yeah, with like a with like a a rat hanging out of its its teeth just. Yeah, it is the. Um, now she's going to start snoring. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's creepy, but you should totally go see it because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so get back. Let me see her. Said uh, Hagrid, something's happened to her. Sobbing in. I don't know what. Hagrid stared at Katie for a second, and then without a word, bent down, scooped her into his arms, and ran off to the castle with her. Um, Hermione goes over to console Leanne um, and asks. Um, did some did all did it happen all of a sudden or it was when that package tore? 
um, said Leanne, pointing at the now sodden brown paper package on the ground. Ron bit down, or which had split open to reveal to reveal a greenish glitter. Ron bit, bit down, his hand outstretched. That Harry Ron. was like, don't touch it. Um, Ron. Harry crouches down to see an ornate opal necklace um, that was visible poking out of the paper. I've seen that before, said Harry. It was on display at Borgen, of Bur- Borgen and Burke's. Katie, the label said it was cursed. Katie must have touched it. Um, and then Harry asks Leanne how Katie got it. Um, that's why we were arguing, said Leanne. We, or she came back from the bathroom and three broomsticks holding it, said it was a surprise for somebody at Hogwarts and she had to deliver it. Um, she looked all funny when she said it. Oh no, oh no, I bet she'd been imperious and I didn't realize. Um, Leanne shook with renewed, so- renewed sobs and Hermione patted her shoulders gently. So like, shout out to Hermione for being like, she, look at this growth. Like she's right. so much better at consoling people now. How would you know to realize <laughs> you weren't dreading Katie being imperious before so it wasn't a shock to you. That's Man, old Hermione. Old Hermione. New she, year, new her. Old Hermione was up. <laughs> she was right, though. She was right. Like, that's the but, thing. She was not wrong. But just what you were talking about before. She was hating, but she was, she was not, not wrong. wrong. <laughs> um, Full circle, Hermione. Uh, she didn't say who had given it to her, Leanne. No, she wouldn't tell me. And I said, I, was, I said she was being stupid and not to take it up to the school, but she wouldn't listen. And then I tried to grab it from her. Um, we better get up to the school, said Hermione. Um, we'll be able to find out how she is. So Harry hesitates and then pulls off his scarf and uh, picks the necklace up with it. We'll need to show this to Madame Pomfrey, he said. Um, on their way back to the castle, Harry goes off on his conspiracy theory uh, things, talking about Malfoy knows about this necklace. It was in the case at Borgen and Burks four years ago. I saw him having a good look at it while I was hiding from him. And it's like the fact that he remembers this shit from four years ago. Just goes to show how obsessed. still trapped, so obsessed. Oh, that too. Just like, where is Mariah Carey? Because this is quite a lot. I find it kind of adorable. It's where the ships, it's where the oh, drum, it, uh, dra- I, dreary ships. Dra- come. I completely understand the dreary ships. Oh yeah, I absolutely. I like. I do not ship them. But you understand. And but also, I also am like thinking about it. I'm like, do I ship anyone? <laughs> To be honest, because I thought I shipped Ron and Hermione, and then Eliana had to go ahead and bring Ben up in the mix, and I was like, "You're Ben trash." I am. You made it official. I am officially, um, because he's just anyway. He's, not the he's time. Your beiju. It is not the time. Um, but just go watch Hermione Granger and Quarterlife Crisis, and then you'll know who I'm talking about, and then you'll understand. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, I never shipped Harry and Draco, but I I get it. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I first only... when I first heard about it, I was definitely like, "Yeah, I can see that." Yeah, I think this is the on- the only ship that I have, and I don't even really have it. Is Dog Star, but mostly because of Wolf Star. Wolf Star. Um, hashtag dads. Hashtag dads, but mostly it's the idea of them raising Harry together. Yeah, it's not really a romantic ship so much as like a three men and a baby, two men, two men, <laughs> two wizards and a baby. Yeah. Um, Which would have been so cute, and that is the thing that we need. <laughs> um, Delia says that she ships uh, Hermione with well-written, supportive mar- male characters. Ooh, whoop! Hello. Um, Portia says that she ships Neville and Luna. I've heard that. I get Neville too. and Luna because, yeah, I get Neville and Luna. Oh, Dean and Seamus. 
I shipped them for a while. Mm. And I then I found them, out, but I also got. I found them. out that there was fic, and I was like, Yeah, I never shipped Dean and Seamus, but that's another one. When I heard about it, that I was like, Yeah, it makes sense. I can see that. I feel like most of them are ones that I was just like, yeah. And then the ones yeah. that are actually the ones I kind of didn't. You're like, meh. Yeah, whatever. Um, Charlie and Robin, that was, that's a good ship. One of the best. That's a new I ship, I will though. take your word for it. Um. <laughs> Dean and Padma, do tell. Okay, Portia. Okay. Dean and Padma, okay. That's, that's a good one. I'm going to need some shit. Yeah, so y'all, tell us what your ships are. Yes, on Twitter. Or if you ship anyone. On Twitter, Facebook on group. Facebook Slack, group, you know, Tumblr. Owl. Owls. Everywhere. Let us know what your like, main Delia are. once upon a time casually shipped Harry and Luna, but then gave up because JK is not a romance writer, which is <laughs> the truth. Harry and Luna is... And is, I, think, is so I think at one time I did kind of ship Harry and Luna, too. It makes sense. It does. When but he like, was like, I will bring someone cool, and this is the, the movie, but it, like, you know basically happens um and he brings luna to the yeah to the dinner or even just you are my friend luna yeah that's, that's so very that's very nice thing to say or even just like the moment at the end of order of the phoenix where like she's the only one who can kind of put his grief into perspective i guess and like mm-hmm. who actually who he like recognizes actually understands what he's going through yeah um, and like, also just like the a, way that she so she remind like the one good thing about Jenny, we are so off topic, we, but it's fine. The one we, good, not really. The one good thing about Jenny that I did like and that I had to like hold on to when I was like, okay, I guess this is happening, yeah. was that she would put Harry in his place. And when Luna's like, we're flying, to, right. like, why y'all, we flying to the ministry? And she was just so like, ride or die. She yeah. was just like, I don't really know y'all, but let's do this. You taught me how to make a Patronus, I'm in. I'm good. Um, Ariana says that she ships Madam Pence as Hayden Ass with Snape's Hayden Ass. Me too, fam! <laughs> Me too, girl! Let's talk about it, though. Can we talk about it, though? Oh Can gosh. we talk about why Madam Pence is just so thirsty? <laughs> and then she's like, if I treat Harry like shit, Snape might notice me oh and everything will be good. And you're like, girl, that's not how this works. But she's just like, no. I'm going to get me some of that greasy-haired asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> that did not come out the way that you no, it to come out. No, but, but you knew what I was it saying. It came out Can that you way. Stop adjusting me like... He's, like, I'm gradually getting closer <laughs> and closer to me. Um. So, okay, so they go they go up to... Oh, no, so Ron's like, I don't know, Harry. Loads of people go to Borgen and Burks. And didn't that girl say Katie got into the girl's bathroom? Said she came back from the bathroom with it. She didn't necessarily get it from the bathroom itself. Also, like, y'all should know where the the girls' bathroom, boys' bathroom, does it really matter? You know, like the many they, number of times they've, they've been, been in the girls' they bathroom. They hung out for a year in the girls' bathroom. Yeah, like it's been that was a thing that they did regularly. Also, though, it's really funny because he he is he's so like extra that it's like maybe just say I don't really know but I just have this feeling in my bones that Draco is a part of this and maybe they would be like okay I can see that Mm -hmm. let's look into it but he's so extra and he's so much that it like 
immediately tur- shuts them down. Yeah. They're just like, okay, we got to no. nip this in the bud. This is sense. not healthy. I'm worried about my friend. Um, Portia says that she ships Madame Pomfrey and McGonagall. She tugboats and them. And then Delia says that she tugboats them. Oh. Um, real. Okay, keep going. Um, so, speaking of McGonagall, they run into her. Um, she says, Hagrid says she you poor... She says, <laughs> Hagrid says you poor saw what happened to Katie Bell. Upstairs to my office at once, please. What's that you're holding, Potter? It's a thing she touched, said Harry. Good Lord, said McGonagall. No, no, Filch, they're with me. Um, as Filch comes... You know, he's like, I got my secrecy sensor. I'm doing my job. He's like, nah. Um, and then tells folks to take the necklace to Professor Snape, um, but not to touch it. And then they get to their office and she asks what happens. Leanne, Leanne tells um, McGonagall about how Katie was acting strange. Shout out to Leanne, though, for being like such a good, like a, a reliable narrator yeah. of this story because she should be distraught. And she is. I mean, she is, but she like holds it together. Yeah. Like, Benson and Stabler would be really excited to have her as a witness. <laughs> Same with Green and Briscoe. Oh. I don't watch this type of movie. So Law and Order. Cool. Greatest television show of <laughs> our generation. I believe. Only time I watched Law and Order, didn't even watch. My mom used to watch it a lot when we, I was little. It's so soothing. It's like on Bake Off level. I'm sure. Which, by the way, I'm like this close to season three finale and Nadia, the girl with the hijab, she's from the Bengali. Like, yeah, Bengali? Is that? From Bengal? Oh, um, Portia also says Cho and Dean. Ooh. Which I can see. Oh, I, I, I can't Dean see and Hermione. Because Yulia said it one time. Oh, yeah. It. But really, I'd still shave Ben and Hermione. I did. I That's did like the Dean and Hermione ship a lot. Okay, moving Onward. on. Um, so <laughs> McGonagall says, "Go up to the hospital wing, please, Leanne, uh, and get and get Madame Popper to give you something for shock." Um, and then McGonagall asks Harry, Ron, and Hermione what happened after Katie touched the necklace. Um, the headmaster is away until Monday. Or sorry. Um, Harry said she rose up into the air. She began to scream and collapse. Professor, can I see Professor Dumbledore, please? Headmaster is away until Monday, Potter. Away, Harry repeated angrily. Yes, Potter, away. And McGonagall, she's like, I said what I said. Um, but anything you have to say about this horrible business can be said to me, I'm sure. Um, Harry hesitated because McGonagall did not invite confidences. Um... And but either way, he says she he tells he decides to tell her. I think Draco Malfoy gave Katie that necklace, Professor. Jesus Christ. On the side of him, Ron rubbed his nose in apparent embarrassment, <laughs> and on the other, Hermione shuffled her feet as though quite keen to be put to put a bit of distance between herself and Harry. So both of them are just like I don't He said that? I didn't say that. <laughs> like I can see how you would think that because we three are always together and on the same page <laughs> that we would be on the same page in this here instance. But, but no, I, I don't want to embarrass him because you know he's my friend and you know he's a little he been going through some stuff. Make sure he's been going through it. Yeah, <laughs> just we also we do not agree. I don't think so. Um, that's a very serious accusation, Potter. Do you have any proof? Nope. No. Said Harry, but and he explained about Borgen and Burks um, in the conversation they overheard. Malfoy or McGonagall looked 
slightly confused. Malfoy took something from Birkin and Burks for repair. No, he wanted, she's, she's trying to explain it. And uh, Hermione's like, Borgen asked him if he wanted to take it with him. And Malfoy said no. Because he didn't want to touch it, obviously. What he actually said was, how would I look carrying that down the street? Well, he would look like a bit of a prat carrying a necklace, interjected Ron. Oh, Ron, said Hermione, despair, said Hermione despairingly. It would be all wrapped up so he wouldn't have to touch it and quite easy to hide inside a cloak so no one would see. Um, I asked Borgen about the necklace when I went to try and find out if Malfoy had asked him to keep it. Um, well, you were being really obvious. You realized what you were up to about five seconds. And of course he wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all. like, y'all are doing so much. Um, that's enough, said McGonagall. Potter, I appreciate you telling me this, but we cannot point the finger of blame at Malfoy purely because he visited the shop where this necklace might have been purchased. Same is probably true, true of hundreds of people. That's what I said, muttered Ron. And in any case, we have put stringent security measures in place this year. I do not believe that necklace could have possibly entered the school without our knowledge. And what is more, said McGonagall, Mr. Malfoy was not at Hogsmeade today because he was in detention with me. He has now failed to complete his transfiguration homework twice in a row. Um, also, McGonagall, more... you don't need to be telling them all that. She doesn't, but, but I just, you know, in a school where Snape exists, you know, I just, and Hagrid. <laughs> Maybe we need to make a t-shirt that's just like, with all the, all teachers? the terrible teachers at Hogwarts. <laughs> Snape and Hagrid. Did you just say, I survived, and Bar- Snape, Hagrid, Benz, Barty Crouch Jr., Quirrell. And Voldemort Lockhart. on the back of Curl's head. Lockhart. Lockhart. Uh, who else? Slughorn is makes me uncomfortable. Don't forget Umbridge. Umbridge. <laughs> so many terrible <laughs> teachers in the school. Um, Hogwarts is accredited. How? Um, Harry. So then McGonagall's like, I need to go to the hospital wo- hospital wing to check on Katie Bell. Good day to you all. Um, Harry was I angry. I love that they call her Katie Bell. Like yeah. she says, Katie Bell. Katie Bell. Just cute. Some names are like that. Like Crystal Ball. Johnny like Chang. The, Johnny Chang. Shout out to Johnny Chang. <laughs> I highly doubt that. He listens to this, but yeah. Chang Gang, we always get into it on Twitter. <laughs> He's it's one of my brother's so really cute. close friends. And his name is really great. Um, he So Harry was angry with the other two uh, for fighting with McGonagall. Nevertheless, he felt compelled to join in um, once they started their discussion about what happened. Um, How are you going to be really angry when you were just really out of pocket? Because he doesn't realize that he's been out of pocket. Um, Portia in here talking about I'd settle for Hermione and Charlie because I imagine they're adventurers, but also, like, back up off my man. Oh, my. How dare y'all. Stop it. So they start speculating who the necklace could have been for. Um, Harry said Dumbledore, the Death Eaters would love to get rid of him, or Slughorn. Dumbledore reckons Voldemort really wanted him. Um, and that's why they can't be pleased that he sided with Dumbledore. Or you, said Hermione. Couldn't have been, said Harry. Or Katie would have just turned around in the lane and given it to me, wouldn't she? Um, I wonder why Malfoy told her to take it into the castle. Harry, Malfoy wasn't in Hogsmeade. He must have used an accomplice then, said Harry. Crab or Goyle, or come to think of it, another Death Eater. He'll have loads of better cronies than Crab and Goyle now he's joined up. Ron and Hermione exchanged looks that plainly said, there's no point arguing with him. <laughs> Which is like... Yo, like, can we just talk about the fact that, like, they stuck with you when you were hearing voices. They stuck with you when, well, Everyone Ron thought that you put, well, didn't. Ron didn't, that's true. Right. <laughs> I was going there, yeah, and then I had yeah. to stop. Yeah, true. Hermione stuck with you when everyone thought you put your name in the Goblet of Fire. Um, 
they were going to ride or die with you when you thought the serious black killed your parents. Ron Vass got drunk. He did. <laughs> he didn't really have that. He didn't have a choice. Like, he would have done it, but he wasn't given a choice. But he also wasn't given a choice. Yeah. And yet, on this occasion, they're like, hmm, maybe you're doing a little too much, fam. Just a little bit. And he's not like, maybe I'm doing a little bit too much. No introspection. I just feel like if you all of a sudden were like, I can't rock with you on this, I'd be like, let me rethink my choices. I still do what I want. But, you know, rethinking is the first step. Yeah. Um, so they get back to the uh, Gryffindor common room, but there's no buzz of fear or speculation. The news of Katie's fate had not yet been spread. Um, it wasn't a very slick attack, really, when you stop and think about it, said Ron. The curse didn't even make it to the castle. That's not what you call... That's not what you'd call foolproof. You're right, said Hermione. It wasn't very well thought out. Since when has Malfoy been the world's greatest thinker, said Harry. Jesus. Neither Ron nor Hermione answered him. <laughs> They're like, I just can't. I don't have cannot. So they just left. Um, that is the end of the chapter. chapter. The chapter always like ends very abruptly to me. Yeah. But, but also I think also, it's because we're reading it. Chapter by chapter. Like, we're not like. Because, yeah, I feel like maybe I would have just been like, and eh, next page. Exactly. Same. Uh, um, who's, MVPs? Oh, okay. My MVP is actually Hagrid. Wow. Cute. I know, right? It's a look. Yeah. I rock with it. <laughs> um, basically, I was going to do, like, Hermione, because she's always right, or Hermione and... And Ron for just being like, fam, we can't rock with you on this. But I, when you were reading it, um, when I read it, I don't know. Because I feel like I don't, I just, I just read it. I don't know. Yeah. But when you were reading it, I was like, look at Hagrid. Like, his hurt feelings, his spider, his giant spider dying. And he still was like, out of the way, let me do what I got to do. And like, scooped Katie Bella mm-hmm. and took off and made sure of that. Because she could have been seriously, I mean, she is seriously injured, but she could have been like, Seriously injured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I made Hermione my MVP mainly because she was right. And like, again, it's really just because like, even when she's hating. Even when she's hating. It's not like she doesn't let that She's cloud, not, not wrong. She's not making shit up. She's correct. And also like, you know, the way like she's, uh, what's it called? Um, comforting Leanne. She's yelling at Harry for trying out spells that he doesn't know what they are. Um, and also being like, hey, fam, your little Draco thing does it's not, not cute. It's not a look. I'm over it. Um, so Portia benches, or makes Victor Crumb her MVP, and then she's just kidding because she's making Victor Crumb her MVP because Quidditch they Bay. Were, yeah. Um, they're in the chat talking about ships and Quidditch Bays. Um, but... Her real MVP is Leanne for being a real one. Ariana MVPs Leanne as well. Um, she was trying to prevent her girl from making a mistake, but Delia MVPs Hermione still here with the logic and reasoning, the only one bringing it to the table out of the trio, which is it's so sad, but it's so true. Amani <laughs> MVPs Hermione for trying to save this idiot. Again, so sad. And that's it. Who's okay. benched? Harry Potter. Because why? 
Like, why are you making them spells? You don't know what they are. That's just mad dangerous. <laughs> and this is like a preemptive, like, Second Simper uh, bench, too, because, like, I just, like, Second Simper is just as calculated as taking a shot. But also, it comes after this has happened. That's what I'm saying. So, really, what it is is that it's like, and I feel like I may have said this before on the podcast, but like, it's like when you read Game of Thrones or you watch Game of Thrones season one, and you see all the spots where Ned Stark could have course corrected. You could have just not done that. Like, maybe don't threaten Cersei in the garden just openly and tell her your entire plan. Let's not do that. That seems like a bad idea. You know, like, just things like that. And so in this situation, it's a very similar where you're just like, but you, like, I've learned the lesson. You can do it. Like, just change it. Don't do it. But because it's a book and it's like, it's written it's and it's there and it's fixed, like, you're reading this train wreck and you can't stop it. And so that's how I feel reading this chapter um, on, like, the side of Harry. Because um, it's that. And then on top of it, the, like, really second temper is when him using spells that he doesn't know um, and then his obsession with Draco just kind of, like, Come Merge. to a head and then become a one ginormous shit show. So, Harry's bench. All of that is so real. Um, I want to bench so many people. I feel that. Um, <laughs> and when in doubt, bench Voldemort because he literally put Drake, like, so this is how it goes. It's going to maybe bench Draco, but in benching Draco, it's really because Voldemort gave him this task mm-hmm. and he did it because he's petty and he's salty and he didn't think that Draco was going to complete the task. Right. He just want to be shitty trash. and trashy mm-hmm. because that it's who he is as a person. Right. Um, meanwhile, like children getting cursed, like Zonko's joke shop is closed and ain't nobody having no fun at Hogsmeade mm-hmm. and they got sneak sensors everywhere and Filch thinking he about to string people up by like the whole thing is just all boils down to this dude got his origin story wrong Mm -hmm. and we all are suffering for it. Yeah. Like just go see Ianla. (laughs) Just talk to someone. Just release all of that inner anger that you feel. Just like reckon with it. You know, I did my work. Now it is time for you, Tom, to do your work. Don't kick me. He doesn't want to hear about young. But I just think that if you would just go talk to a professional. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Super Soul Sunday is on, fam. Get yourself a BET TV one. Not in 1950, whatever. There's 1980, whatever. Yeah, but I'm talking about when he really needed. Oh, yeah. Definitive. Yeah. Care. This is why Uh, mental health care is important. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have no idea. That was a skip gate. It's fine. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it be. I'm not gonna explain myself. Portia bench Draco. Um, Amani benches Harry because we're twins, and also for trying to spell, um, for trying spells on unsuspected people without knowing what they'll do, and Loki being just as reckless as Draco. Delia benches Draco because he cursed a girl. It took him cursing a girl for him to barely edge out Harry for bench. Um, Harry really wanted the bench, but Draco ultimately got it. And then Ariana benches Derry or Drary. They both are too much. 
Um, Amani also bitches J.K. Rowling for okay. having such disappointing ships when suffer. there are so many better ones she could have done. And let us know. Let us know what your ships are. Um, that's it. Thank you for listening. Next week we will be discussing chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Secret Riddle. It is also our 150th episode next week, so... Shout out to us! That's a thing. Um, Look at so us. So follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is best for the chapter. We should figure out what we're doing. Do we have um, to do anything? Can I we just bask we in, our, in our awesomeness? That would be cool. Let's just luxuriate in it. 